Hello and welcome to this message from the river. We hope that this message from Pastor Billy Pate inspires and challenges you towards a greater relationship with Jesus Christ. Now let's join Pastor Billy Pate for another exciting message. You say come to the Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn with me to Genesis chapter 1. I'm going to be in Genesis 1, 2, and 3, all three chapters today. Uh, We're going to be going to all three of them, so be ready for that. Uh, We're continuing our series on alphas today, our series entitled Alphas. We're talking about uh, becoming a dominant force in our environment, in our world. And it's good for me to hear some great testimonies that are coming in from people. We've heard some great reports of just some things that God is doing because of the series and how God is speaking to them uh, about where they are and about what God's trying to do in their life, what they're facing. And uh, here's what I see. Here's what I see. I see boldness is being released. I I see confidence is being released. I see wisdom is being released. I see prosperity and multiplication being released. And so I want you to be a part of that. I want you to get right in that and let God do those kinds of things in your life. God is shaping some lives. Amen. God is shaping some situations. God is setting some people loose. And so this morning, as we continue our series, Becoming a Dominant Force in Your World, On alphas. Last week we talked about living with boundaries and limitations. That boundaries and limitations are not put in place to stifle you. They are put in place to maximize you. It concentrates the energy and it puts it around a singular focus. And it helps us to really hone in on what God is trying to do in us. We talked about... Last week also that the key to expansion is cultivation. Let that simmer in your mind just for a minute. The key to expansion is cultivation. In order to be more, in order to have more, in order to do more, I have to effectively manage what I have. I'm cultivating what God has given me in order to catch the eye of the Father as He passes by and He sees me and He promotes me. He is my promoter. What I want to talk to you about this morning is that the enemy's plan in all of that is derailment. The enemy's plan is disruption. It is to limit you in your labor. It is to stifle you in your success. His plan is to frustrate your faith. It is to convince you to forfeit the field for which you were formed to flourish. It is God that is trying to build you and place you, but the enemy wants to come in and circumvent the work of God and deter you from what God is trying to filter and pour into your life. But I've come to tell you this morning that you're made for this moment. I said you're made for this situation. You are formed for for such a time as right now. You are made to be who you are, where you are, and there is nothing that is greater than what God has equipped you to handle today. You are enough this morning. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell them that they've been made for this. You've been made for this. This morning I'm going to preach to you, don't take the bait. Help me pray. Father, I thank you for your anointing in this house today. I thank you, Lord, that you've come in here 
to speak to your people today, God, and that they have ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. I pray that, God, you would loose an anointing in this house this morning that would break every yoke of bondage, that, Lord, every person that comes into this place bound is going to leave, be, be set free as they leave this building, Father, that you are working in them to accomplish your perfect plan and perfect will for their life. Nothing the enemy has set up for them is going to succeed. No trap that he has set, Father, is going to be uh, tricked in by them, Father, to, to fall into that trap. You are going to set them free today to accomplish everything that you want to do. We thank you for your spirit in this house today in Jesus' name. Amen. First thing I want to start with this morning is that everybody in this place know this. You've been positioned to prosper. You are positioned today to prosper. You are set up to be successful. You are primed and ready to flourish exactly where you are this morning. You don't need anything today that you don't already have. You have the resources right now to do all that is needed for you in this season. I'm telling you that greatness is in this place this morning. And it's wearing your clothes and it's sitting in your seat. It's in this building today. You don't let anybody minimize you. You don't let anybody talk you out of your destiny. You don't let anybody forfeit what God's trying to do in your life. You just stand faithful in the plan of God and watch it come to pass. You don't have... There's nothing you need today that's not already been given to you this morning. You've been strategically placed by the Father. Now go with me this morning to Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. I'm going to read a few portions of scripture here to kind of lay some foundation for us as we move forward. Verse 26 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over the earth, over every creeping thing. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. This is a key verse. So if you're underlining in your Bible or highlighting in your Bible, highlight verse 28. Then God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now verse 29. And God said, See, I have given you, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of the earth, every tree whose fruit yields seed, to, to it shall be food for you, also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life. I have given every green herb for food, and it was so. Now turn with me to Genesis chapter 2. And look at verse 8 with me. It says, The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Now what I want to do this morning as we move forward is I want to draw a correlation between Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 and Genesis chapter 2 verse 8. In verse 28 it says that God blessed them. He said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. He said, Fill the earth, subdue it, and I want you to have dominion. That is his blessing. 
He pulls the man after he forms them. He sets them aside. And he doesn't just, just make him and then send him out and say, good luck with your life. I hope everything works out. But no, he takes him and he, and he places him before him. And just like a great father would do, he comes and he lays it. I can just see it now. He lays his hands on Adam's shoulder. And he says, here's what I want from you. I want you to multiply. I want you to be fruitful. I want you to fill the earth. I want you to subdue it. I want you to have dominion, son. I'm blessing you. I'm giving you, I'm placing on you all the resources that you're going to need to walk in this new phase of your life. You're not going to lack anything as you step across this threshold and you're placed into this place that I've prepared for you. Then he looks in verse 8. Look at verse 8, chapter 2. The Lord God planted a garden and there he put the man. We see he blesses him and then he places him. We're blessed, then we're placed. Somebody needs to hear that today. I said you're blessed and then you're placed. You're not placed and then you hope that you can find and struggle and piece together everything that you need to deal with your environment that you're placed in. No, 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 no. God pulls you out and God blesses you and then God places you. He puts you in prime condition to rule and reign in your environment. You're blessed in place. You're prepared, then positioned. You're equipped, then released. So God takes Adam and perfectly forms him to flourish in the environment that he's about to place him. Now that doesn't mean today that flourishing is automatic. That doesn't mean that just because the ingredients for success reside in my environment that nothing is required of me. The cultivation is what draws out of the environment the things that make you successful in the arena that you've been placed in. Listen to this this morning. It is the activity of man operating in the prepared plan of God that releases fruitfulness and multiplication. I'll say it again. It is the activity of man, it is the work of man, it is the engagement of man that when placed in the prepared plan of God, that is what releases fruitfulness and multiplication in the arena. Notice this in Genesis 1.29, he says, And God said, I have given you. I have given you. It speaks of a couple of things that we have to understand if we're going to be drawing those things out of our environment and making our lives more successful. And and when I say success, understand this morning that I'm not just talking about finances here. I mean, that's an aspect of it, but that's a small, minute aspect of life. There are many, many things in in your life that are much more important than than finances. Finances are key, and finances are vital, and you've got to have them. I'm not minimizing that, but I'm saying that it's much more important to me that I'm successful in my marriage than I am in my bank account. It's, It's much more important to me that I'm successful in raising my children to love Jesus Christ than it is that I've got a really nice job that's prestigious and everybody knows who I am. That's not as important as some other things. And so when I talk about success, I'm talking about the overall arching success that affects every single aspect of life. And so it speaks of a couple of things when God says in verse 29, I have given you. The first thing it speaks of is that God is the source. He says, I. He says, I have given you. 
It didn't come from any other means. It didn't come from any other place. It wasn't brought to you by any other source. I am the source. God is the source. The second thing that it speaks of is it speaks of a source progression. He says, I give you. I have taken what I have, I have created out of nothing, and I have given it to you. Your source is me. I'm giving to you the things that you have need of in your life. And so anytime you have something that you don't have currently and you think you need something, the first place that you need to come to is me because I have given you already the things that you have need of. I'm just going to remind you that they're already in your environment. Speaks of source progression. What I mean by this is that out of God came man. God says, let us make man in our image. And he made man. And then out of man came woman. God said, I'm going to take this man and I'm going to pull out of him a helpmate. I'm going to pull out of him a partner. I'm going to take him and I'm going to make something else that can be a partner for him. And then out of woman we see comes the children. And then out of the family comes civilization, right? And so there's this progression of source, a divine order that God places, a thing that God set in motion eons ago and established as the way by which dominion comes into an environment. Source progression. So God was always meant to be your source and you're always meant to be somebody else's. God always uses one to initiate his kingdom work. Think about it. God used Moses, one, to initiate his kingdom work by setting the, Egyptian, or the uh, Israelites free from Egyptian captivity. God used one, Joshua, to lead the conquest of Canaan land. God, God used one, Daniel, to make an impact on the Babylonian empire. God always uses one and, and he takes that one and he cultivates that one and he blesses that one and he releases them in an environment that they are well equipped for to make change and transformation come to pass. With that source progression comes an establishment of order. And so for the next few minutes here, I want to talk to you about order. I don't know if I'm going to get done with everything today. But I, I tell you, over the, if I don't, I want you to come back because you've got to hear. All, this is going to help you if you'll stick with me through this, this next couple of weeks. With that source progression comes the establishment of order. Now, now hear this this morning, that everything in the kingdom of God is released into order. Everything in the kingdom of God is released into order. So God says, I have given. We see God is the source. And what he is doing is he is releasing his resources into order. He is releasing it into a defined progression that will bring it to pass and cultivate it into an environment where it manifests itself around us, where it comes to to, to real life around us. He always releases into order. He sets things in motion in the context of order. He's the author of order. He's not the author of confusion. Now now the reason I'm telling you that today is because of this. Prosperity and promise are always brought forth out of order. 
Prosperity and promise are never brought out of chaos. They are brought out of order. Now don't get that twisted this morning because what I'm, I am not saying, I am not saying prosperity and promise are brought forth out of perfection. I'm not saying that everything in your life has to be perfect before God can really release provision in your life. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that we've got to order some things if we want God to bless some things. If we want God to really begin to work, then we've got to put some order together in our life. We've got to build this track, if you will, for God's Holy Spirit to operate on and run it. God always works in vessels. Amen? God always works in vessels. You show me a place where God is not working through a vessel. It's not in there. Because God always works in vessels. He always works within a certain amount of limitation. And He always works within a certain amount of parameters. And so God is looking for order. He's looking for an ordered life. He's looking for someone that says, I'm not living in this mess any longer. I'm not going to take what is handed to me any longer. I have decided and I've made up my mind that I'm going to do right whether anybody else around me does right or not. And I'm going to live in order. And God says, that's some order that I can put my hand on and I can bless. And it it matters not what area of life it is. Because the fact is you can have order in some areas and you can have chaos in some others. And that's okay, that's normal, that's what most people have. I can think of a few areas of my life that are pretty chaotic. And if I want them to change, then I have to make my mind up and I have to make some decisions that brings order to those places so that God can come alongside and bless in those areas. So don't get that messed up. I'm not saying perfection. I'm saying order. Things don't have to be perfect. They just have to be worked to order. Now let me say this to you also this morning. That order is not contingent upon the decisions of others. Because I can hear you now, some of you, saying, Well, you know, Pastor, God can't do what He wants to do in me because of so-and-so. You know, if I had a different boss, or if I had a different spouse... Or if my children were just different children. Hey, hey man. School can't start back quick enough, hey man. I feel the anointing in that. Two weeks in a row I felt God moving in that statement. It's not contingent upon somebody else's decisions. Nobody is dictating terms in my life except those that I allow to. I have to give them permission to disrupt my life. I have to give them permission to bring chaos. No, I I didn't write a note and say, here you have permission to create havoc in my life or none of that. But I did not take authority. And a refusal to take authority is equivalent to granting permission. The refusal to step into a place and say, we're not allowing this in our house. You may want to live like that, son, but you're not doing it in my house. You you may want to, you know, we may have issues, but we're not going there in our marriage. We're not doing that anymore. This is is drawing the line here. I I can't reconcile my behavior with God if we continue down this same path. And so we have to make sure that He's always the number one source and I'm good with Him before I'm good with them. 
That's good preaching this morning, somebody. So I'm going to lead myself. And I'm going to have an ordered life according to God's Word and I'm not going to be limited by other people's decision. Other people are just a crutch. They're easy to blame. But you don't know what happened to me. No, I don't know what happened to you. But you don't know what happened to me either. The fact is, we don't know what's happened to each other. But all of that stuff is irrelevant in the presence of Jesus. Because He washes away every stain, every difficulty, every trial, every imperfection. All those things are washed away by the blood of Jesus. You and only you control the order of your life. Now remember, you are blessed. I said you're blessed before you're placed. Psalms 37 and 23 And I love that Morgan alluded to this verse today because it just speaks of God working. I haven't talked to her about this, but he has. It says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Now I want to talk to you about that word ordered because it is a very broad term in the scripture. It means this. It means I have been made to stand up by the Lord. I have been made to stand up. I have been set up. By the Lord. I am established. I am fixed. I am prepared. I am appointed. I am sure. I am prosperous because of the Lord. I am confirmed. I am directed. I am faithful, fashioned, fastened, firm, fitted, and fixed and framed by God. I am ordained. I am prepared. I am provided for. I am ready. I am right. And I am stabilized by God. Order. Order. I am ordered by the Lord. The scripture goes on to say this and says, And he, speaking of God, delights in his way, speaking of you. The you, they fall, you, though you will fall, though you will not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds you with his hand. The Lord upholds you with his hand. Even though you stumble, the Lord upholds you with his hand. And then it says this, I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken nor his descendants begging bread. You're not a beggar, you're a builder this morning. You're a cultivator and you're a creator this morning. That's who you are today. The kingdom comes and God's will is done and it is brought forth in you out of order. So order your life. You're the one that commands your decisions. So command your decisions. You make the path of your own life by the choices that you make and the decisions that you make. You command your decisions. Anytime that I don't have... Morgan, would you go ahead and come this morning? I'm going to stop here. Anytime you don't have what you need in your life and it is not materializing in your life. You know, oftentimes we come to these places and we're like, God, you said you would provide for me and I'm not seeing it. Why is that? There's a number of reasons why that can be. One is it's just not the right timing 
One is it is growing me in my desperation or in my faith by stretching me and making me uh, turn and seek the Lord for this season of my life. But there's another reason that it can be. And that is that there is a disruption in the source flow. That I have allowed my order to get out of order. I've allowed people to come into my flow and disrupt what God is trying to do in my life. I've allowed the enemy, perhaps, to disrupt the flow. Because that's what he's always trying to do, is he's always trying to insert himself into the mix. He's not in that order. He he can't be in that order because he's the author of confusion. And so the only thing that he can be in is in confusion. And there's times in our lives where we just have to take authority over the enemy and we have to reestablish our position with the Lord. I want to say this morning, you know, look, you're prospered. You're, you're positioned to prosper. You are positioned to prosper. You have everything that you need today to deal with whatever is in front of you. It's about drawing it out of the environment around you. I would dare to say, stand with me across this place, I dare to say that there's not a person in this place living to the maximum potential of your life. That there are things within inside you that you have yet to draw upon. There is creativity. There is ingenuity. There are resources. There are skills that you don't even know you have the capacity for. I remember when I first went to Muldrow as a youth pastor that I had not developed a lot of skills. I had this my first youth pastorate. And so I'm in an environment where I'm going to have to dig deep and I'm going to have to find some things or failure is before me. And and I would pray and I would ask God and I would do a a little trick that just changes your life completely and it's called try. (laughs) Amen. I would just try. I would try and I'd fail. And you know what else? I would try again. And a lot of times I'd fail again. But on the third, fourth, sometimes 20th time, I would grab some ground and I would get it. New skill in the holster. And then I would go and I'd realize that I need to learn how to do this. I'd never edited videos before. But that's something that I'm going to need to know how to do. And so how do I learn how to edit videos? Well, I find somebody that already knows. And I say, hey, will you show me how to do this? If I can't find somebody that already knows, then I just get in there and trial by error, and then finally I'll figure it out. I'll get it. Another skill in the holster. But I'm cultivating. I'm drawing things out. I have the capacity. I just don't have the knowledge. I just don't have the understanding. And so you have capacity that you, you, you don't even know yet. There are so many things out there that you haven't even tapped into yet. People may have told you that you can't. They're in your flow. Get them out of the way. People have told you that you're not good enough or smart enough or equipped enough. You can't handle this. That's a lie of the enemy. If God placed you there, He equipped you there. He made you to flourish in the environment that you're in. You are whatever you think you are. Thankful for the times in my life not when it's happening but after it's happened the times where God has stretched me 
and made me to be more. Love to see when you're overwhelmed in an environment, you're placed in it, and before long you're, you're working and you're, you're trying and you're putting your efforts into it, and before long you're, you're thriving in that environment. I have mastered my domain. We hope you have enjoyed and been encouraged by this message. We'd love for you to join us at the river on Sunday mornings at 9.45 for Sunday school and at 10.30 for morning worship. We also provide our midweek service for all ages on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. If you'd like to support the various ministries at the river, please go to our giving tab. We would love for you to visit us at 1110 South Preston Street in Burgrenet, Texas. And as always, we encourage you to come experience life with us at the river. Face down on your shore You say come to